Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life, so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel, and ladies, I have a question for you. Are you tired of feeling like you're the one putting in all the effort to make your relationships work? Then go to speakingofpartnership.com right now and click on the big red Tell Me More button and find out how you can get men to do their part. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I'm so excited to bring you today's featured guest, Brian Reeves. Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, Ken. Honored to be here, brother. Thanks, man. Now, if anybody listening doesn't know Brian, let me just give you a little background. He is actually a former U.S. Air Force captain, and he's since evolved into being an author, a coach, and a speaker. He has triumphed through the multiple dark nights of the soul after hurling himself into the transformational fires of intimate relationships over and over again. I think we can all relate to that. Yeah. So Brian now coaches men women, and couples in creating thriving lives and relationships. And he's actually worked alongside some amazing people, Reverend Michael Beckwith, uh, Marianne Williamson, Deepak Chopra, the Oracle of Tibet, Don Miguel Ruiz, many others. And he, he does a lot of blog contributions, uh, The Good Man Project, uh, Elephant Journal, Raw Traction Magazine, Sexy Conscious Awake, many more. And on top of all of this, he has a book, The Sex, Flirting, Dating, Hunting, and Hoping Diet is available on Amazon. Brian, take a minute and fill in any blanks from that intro and, and give us a little glimpse into your personal life, if you would. You know, I'm, I'm, yes, I'm 41 and I got out of the military. I think you said in the bio that I was, I was in the former Air Force captain, and that's true. And I got out at the age of 26, um, and I was completely dead inside. Couldn't, couldn't feel anything. And, um, you know, I love that, that line when you read it, uh, hurling himself into tr the transformational fires of intimate relationship over and over and over again. And, and yeah, and I love that we're going to be talking about partnership in this podcast. And, and wow, I tell you, my, my, my evolution as a, as a man, as a human being, but as a man has been in partnership with women. Um, and sometimes that partnership was pretty damn awful, <laughs> but yet so perfect at the same time. So, um, at, at 41, I feel like I'm just, 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 just getting started. Yeah, no, I totally appreciate that, Brian. Let's actually just dive into the idea of partnership. And what I'd love to start with is just kind of what you consider, I call it a guiding principle. It could be a quote, mm. it could be a mantra, but something that that kind of is your touchstone. It keeps you on track in your partnerships. And, and how do you apply it and, and how could our listeners apply it? Well, the... I've had different mantras at different times in my life to, to kind of fuel my heart's desire. But I, the, the one that's really, really my practice right now is it particularly relevant to partnership is, is get beneath the level of the complaint. Get beneath the level of the complaint. And I've been, I've done a, a few videos about this on, on my website and, and, and because it's, it's something I'm waking up to. And as I'm in relationship now with just the most extraordinary woman I've, I've ever met and, and I'm really learning the power of that mantra, of that principle, get beneath the level of the complaint. And what that means to me is, you know, 
a lot of times, I mean, look, there's so much communication happening in, in, in any relationship. I think in any healthy relationship, there's a lot of communication happening. And even in unhealthy ones, there's lots of communication happening. It may not even always be verbal. It might just be, could be nonverbal or physical or, or actions that speak louder than words kind of thing. And what I'm, what I'm really getting appreciation for, especially, and I know that, I know that, that you've done some work around kind of, you know, masculine and feminine communication dynamics as I've read, read about you. And I know that that's an interest of yours and that's certainly, um, a core to, to the work that I'm doing now, particularly when I'm writing about and, and in my working with couples and, and really, you know, get beneath the level of the complaint, really learning to, you know, when my, when my partner comes at me with what, what sounds like a complaint or it sounds like, you know, I've done something that hurts her or something is happening that she doesn't like that's going on. Um, you know, it could be as simple as we haven't spoken all day. You know, we haven't talked for nine hours. And when I take her on at the level of the complaint, meaning she's upset that, let's say, I didn't call for nine hours or I didn't text or maybe I didn't even respond to one of hers for a few hours because whatever, whatever reason... When I meet her at the level of the complaint, I dismiss her complaint. I dis I discount her feelings. I discount her. I basically, you know, communicate to her that she's wrong in some way, I, and I deny our partnership really. And by getting beneath the level of the complaint, what I, what I'm able to really discern is okay. This isn't about this isn't about just the details of what she's saying. It this is simply a, a woman who's in pain right now. And I don't have to agree with her reasons why she's in pain, but she's in pain. And if I can just drop out of my own head and just come and kind of get into my heart, kind of get beneath what my head is telling me is going on and get into my heart and really feel into that, okay, here's a woman in pain. How can I just be in this moment to remind her that, you know, she's basically telling me she doesn't feel connected right now because we haven't talked all day. I, I'm not having that problem. I'm, I'm okay that we didn't talk for nine hours, but she's not. She's having an experience. and So let, let me get beneath that and just in this moment, how can I show up in a way that lets her know we are connected. I love you. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I feel you. I understand. I'm, even I can say, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sorry that you're feeling this way. Um, or it's okay that you're feeling this way. I understand that you're feeling this way and I love you and I'm here now and, and just create the connection with her that that's all she's really wanting anyway rather than what i what i've been trained to do again is, is meet her at the level of a complaint and and talk about well geez baby you know i was working all day i mean i'm focused i got things to do i'm you know i was doing solving all these problems or you know and i didn't nothing's happening there's no problem i mean i'm still here i love you everything was great this morning when we talked you, you see what I mean? Like meeting at that level of a complaint in that place, we're totally, we're, we're, we're lost. So, and this is a practice cause it ain't easy cause it's really, it's really easy cause that's my training, my programming to just meet her at the mind level, you know, what she's telling me and, and meet her there. And to my mind, it doesn't, it's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. So get beneath the level of the complaint like as a partnership mantra i mean that one's that one's everything actually that one is all encompassing five just practice that over and over and over getting beneath what she's actually the words and into the feeling experience what's really going on here 
I mean, everything shifts dramatically. I love that. I've, I've never heard that one before. And I, mm-hmm. one of the things I love about it is because it does address the complaint mm-hmm. is twofold. Obviously, that's a big toxic part of people's relationships if there's a lot of complaints. But there's also the aspect of complaints actually have a very different impact on masculine versus feminine. Yes. And how we respond to complaints. We're, we're designed to actually respond differently. Absolutely. And so when we run into that and we're treating it as everything's a complaint, well, there's there's no neutral ground to, to meet on. Well, and I'll tell you, it's, it is very confusing to me. And I see this to, 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 to a lot of people that are really more in their masculine, men or women, that... And, and my girlfriend and I talk about this regularly. We were just talking about it this morning. That that when she, you know, I use the word complaint, but it's not really a fair word. I mean, you're really you're 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 put you're touching on something that's really important. And my girlfriend, I mean, God bless her. She's so she has a lot of self awareness around this, and so she can still be hurting. And she's very aware that I'm not doing anything wrong. And she remind, she she has to remind me because you're right. I can hear what to me feels like I've done something wrong. Like so what I'm hearing is I'm doing something that, that doesn't feel good to you. My immediate translation is I've done wrong. And she's very good and she has to keep reminding me because I'm in practice around this. This is not something that is, you know, I, no one ever taught me this. Um, She's got to remind me that I haven't done anything wrong. You haven't done anything wrong. I'm just having an experience. I'm just struggling with something. And she tells me, I don't want you to change anything. And that's confusing to me because in my masculine mode, I want to fix it. And fixing it means making whatever the soul, you know, if she's, if she's hurting, well, I want to make her feel better. And as far as I can tell, the only option I have is change what I'm doing to meet her needs and that doesn't feel good right i mean just just like unless you know the shift is something that's true for me but it it is it can be very challenging and very triggering because you're right if i i take it like a like a complaint and i can go into my story of oh i'll never make her happy i'll never be good enough for her i can never get it right nothing ever satisfies her it's because everything can be perfect i mean i can be doing everything that i think a man is supposed to be doing and doing it well, but then this thing over here happens. And again, it could just be as simple as we haven't spoken for more hours than she would like. And immediately I can go into, oh, I'm never going to, It's never, I, I can't make her happy. It's never going to work. And when I go into that place, yeah, it doesn't work. So that's a real practice, getting beneath that and realizing, and again, she's great at reminding me of this. Brian, I don't want you to change anything. You haven't done anything wrong. I'm just struggling with this. Just, I just need you to have compassion for me. That's all I want is just compassion. Just be with me in this, and it'll pass. I mean, she tells me this over and over. It'll go away. It will pass. And you'd be amazed what I'll be able to be comfortable with if you just have compassion for me, for what I'm going through. It's profound. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a perfect word for it. You're right, and it is a practice. It's it's not something that just happens overnight, which is why I call it a guiding principle, right? It's like we got to keep checking back in and going, oh, yeah, I got to get pointed over there again. So thank you for for sharing all that because it's yeah. it's so rich. I mean, we could probably talk about that for the next three days, but we're not going to. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So actually, one of the things that's really cool about 
the show and, and our listeners love this is the stories that our guests share. And I'm mm. so grateful for, for how much they open up and dive right in. And what I'd love to ask you to do is take us to a time in your life when you, well, you, you kind of tripped up in a partnership and, mm. you know, tell us that story. What were you doing? How yeah. did you trip up? What, you know, what'd you trip on? And then what was the lesson you learned and how did it help you move forward? Yeah. Well, I'll take you back to to my last relationship. We'll just stay in the theme of of, of intimate relationships, and because I, you know it's it's very relevant to what I'm sharing with you now. And my last significant, meaningful relationship was five years ago, and uh, and in that relationship, it was very chaotic. It was very turbulent. There was a lot of. I mean, we were together for about four years, and it was on and off for the last year or two, and. I mean, it was it was the relationship that really brought me to my knees. I mean, it gutted me, and um, uh, it it ended when I was thirty six. And and I rem- I remember something that my girlfriend at that time told me that I didn't understand at the time. In fact, I thought she was crazy when she said it to me. And it was this. And our again, our relationship was very volatile. She was a Latin woman and very strong willed and passionate. And I got a little Puerto Rican blood in me. And so I got some I got a lot of fire myself. So uh, we went head to head a lot and, and and she said to me, Brian, when I'm angry, all I want you to do is hold me. And when she said that to me, at the time, again, because I, I, I related to her as though when she was angry, she was like an exploding bomb, like an exploding nuclear bomb. And her saying, when I'm angry, I just want you to hold me, was like, just hold an exploding nuclear bomb. Everything will be fine. And in that metaphor, when you hold an exploding nuclear bomb, you die. You blow up. Life is over. And so I thought she was crazy when she told me that. And what I didn't realize, and what I was like, I was living in the metaphor, and I could, I never learned how to hold her in her upset. And it's exactly what I'm still practicing with my new girlfriend now is, is learning to hold her in her upset, in her pain, to get beneath the level of the complaint. You know, that relationship would have, I don't know that it would have endured because there were some other challenges that we had around compatibility but but for the most part it would have been fundamentally different had i not kept meeting her at the level of the complaint because in that place the two of us all we we only had one way to go and that was you know as i resisted whatever she was experiencing and saying and it just created distrust she didn't feel heard or received so she would just get louder because that's what we do right when we don't feel heard we get louder or we shut down and, and go away because we realize, okay, well, I won't be received here, so I'm just going to go somewhere else. Um, but she was a Latin woman. Latin women don't go somewhere else to be heard. They get louder. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's what happened. And, 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 and I don't either. I get loud too. I mean, I'm very passionate. So there was nowhere else for us to go but but towards that explosion and, and that's what our relationship was over and over and over and we just created so much damage in that cycle um, because I never learned how to really be a partner with her in 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 her experience I was it was and we were doing relationship as adversaries um, um, you know the war of the sexes I mean we were very much at war with each other and that's you know, fundamental to what I, when I work with couples today is helping them 
reestablish partnership in in the dance rather than the adversarial war that we've been been taught to to wage with our partners. So, you know, and 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 I didn't learn the lesson while I was in relationship with her. That relationship had to end and I had to suffer the the agony and the heartbreak of 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 at that time losing the love of my life and I had to just, you know, it took me years to, I still to this day learn from that relationship. And that was a big one. I mean, like her words in that moment of her own lucidity, a moment of clarity for her, Brian, when, when I'm angry, I just want you to hold me. I mean, I think those are some of the wisest words, uh, the most conscious words a woman has ever spoken to me. And it's something that that I'm continuing to, to learn and practice with um, my new girlfriend today. And, and she also has to remind me when I'm upset, when I'm charged, when I'm, when I'm emotional, don't fix it. Don't resist it. The more you resist it, then the more, the louder I'm going to get either that or I'm going to shut down. And I don't want either one of those. I want to be a partner with her. So, you know, that was, it was really profound for me, and, and it continues to, to reverberate in my, my mind and my heart. And, you know, it's, it's a practice, man. It is a practice. Yeah, absolutely. What I was really drawn to in, in that example and that story was what she was asking you for went totally against everything you could possibly comprehend. Yeah. And... Sometimes that's what partnership takes is stepping out of what we think would work because that's what might work for us. That doesn't mean it works for them. Yeah. And if they say that and it makes zero sense to you, you got to trust that, that it's not a bomb that they're actually going, no, 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 this, this is actually how you diffuse this bomb. It doesn't work like other bombs because it's not another bomb. It's me. I know this better than anyone. And when you can have that and actually hear it, and act on it, that's partnership. And I, I interviewed uh, Allison Armstrong recently, and, and uh, I've worked with her for years. We're, we've Love become her work. friends. Yeah, she's brilliant. I was just looking at her book earlier today with my girlfriend, actually, The Keys to the Kingdom. Yeah, absolutely. Great book. Big fan, yeah. Well, we were talking, and she goes, You know, I, I uh, came up with something called the I Suck at Partnership Club. <laughs> and she said, uh-huh. In order to get into it, you have to be at a level where you recognize how bad yeah. you are at partnership yeah. and then do something about it. Yeah. Because most of us just think we're good yep. at this. Yeah. But really most of us aren't. I mean, yeah. by nature we're not, we're, we're designed differently. We have different things that matter to us. And so when we're just operating from what matters to us, that has nothing to do with partnership. Yeah. And so it's stepping outside of that and going, okay, well, what's the bigger picture here? What serves the bigger, bigger end result? Yeah. So I'd love to just switch gears just a little bit here, Brian. And if you wouldn't mind, take us to a story of a time when you had, I call it a duh moment. One of those times where you're just like, seriously, how did I miss this? How, how have I mm. literally been such a knucklehead this long? Mm. And what was that, you know, wake up moment? And then how did that wake up moment actually become a building block for future partnerships? Well, I have a lot of those duh moments. They, they, they're, they're pretty frequent, which to me speaks to just how ignorant I have been uh, for most of my life and continue to still be. <clears throat> um, and even, even as a relationship coach and a blogger and a writer and, 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 you know, I think it's funny. I was telling my girlfriend uh, today that um, 
years ago, we wouldn't have worked had we met years ago because I didn't know how clueless I was at that time. And because I didn't know how clueless I was, uh, that's how arrogant I was. Um, and today, I'm no less clueless. I just know that I'm clueless. Yes. <laughs> so it's like <clears throat> it just that awareness of how clueless I am really creates space for us to just be real with each other. And and I'll tell you, you know, one of the 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 duh moments that it doesn't make any sense to my logical brain. And I loved what you said earlier about yeah, yeah, like this like kind of fundamental to partnership is being willing to see things that are completely counter to what you would otherwise you've been we've been trained to believe. And I remember um, it was maybe 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 two months or so after she and I started dating. I was having a really bad weekend. And we had dinner one night while I was having that bad weekend. And I just, I just felt funky. I felt like bad company. We actually were out at a restaurant and I just felt funky. And I knew it was like, I just know I've got to be bad company right now. I, I mean, I wasn't being mean. I wasn't being, you know, I just, ugh, I just, I just was not having a good day. And, and I just allowed that to be my reality in that moment. And can she was turned on by that like she was and i got a text message from her later where she said brian i felt so connected to you at dinner and my mind is going what the hell are you talking about like how is that possible i didn't even like my own company how is it that you liked my company and you know she 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 simply described it as well I just felt like I was with the real you. I just got to be with you. You know, and I wasn't blaming her for my funkiness. I wasn't I wasn't taking it out on her. I mean, that's a big distinction. I wasn't, you know, hurting her in my funk. I just was I just was funky. I just felt funky. And um and I think that's just again one of those those duh moments cuz I, I it's like I have that story that, that, that a woman wants me to be perfect. She wants me to always be, uh, you know, feeling good and, and, and in a good place and, and, and on top of the world and, and, you know, the mastery of everything and, you know, the commander of my ship and I've got it all held together and I know what I'm doing and I've got it all figured out and I'm impervious to, to, to weakness. And it's like, you know, as a, as a man... You know, you, you mentioned it before we before we actually started, and about about growing up in the cornfields and being self sufficient, like 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 that's a mark of manhood that that I've got to be able to do it all myself and figure it all out, and and I certainly have that story with me as well. That uh, yeah, it's it's life is on me. I've got to I've got to take care of everything, and I can't look weak, and and I've got to have it all together and all my shit figured out, and and a lot of times. When I'm wearing that as a as a facade, she can't feel me. She doesn't. <clears throat> she doesn't. It's weird. It's like she doesn't even trust me in a way because she knows she's getting the facade and not the real person. Who sometimes the real Brian has a funky day. That was a real duh moment that doesn't make any damn sense to my head. But I get that. You know, 
she just wants to be with the real me. And the real me does have funky days. The real me doesn't know what the hell we're doing here on this planet. Doesn't really know what's going on. Um, doesn't have it all figured out. The real me gets scared sometimes. The real me gets jealous. The real me hurts. The real me um, can't do it by myself. And, and offering the truth of that to her is really all she ever wants. And even that, Ken, is something, again, that I have to keep practicing because, yeah, it goes counter to everything I've ever been taught about what it means to be a man. I love the way you just wrap that up because that's a big part of it, right? We've got not just the programming we grew up with or we've heard before, but it's constantly reinforced. Yeah. And in the media and, and you know, all kinds of places of this is what's required and nobody wants anything other than that. And... The reality is oftentimes, like your description there was, I love what you said, I wasn't even good company for myself. (laughs) I didn't even like being around me. Why would you like that? And instead you're like, you were really there because you showed up in her mind and her experience was, oh, there wasn't a, Brian's got it all figured out. Hey, we're great. All right. And yes, there's, there's that aspect of wanting to you know, have that and know that your partner can can be there when you need them. And I would guess the reality was no matter how funky the space was you were in, if something had come up where she needed you, you would have been there in a heartbeat. Absolutely. That's of course. an innate part of yourself that Absolutely. the funk doesn't get in the way of. But you're sitting there going, oh, I'm a, I'm a train wreck. I'm just yeah. get me out of here. I, I shouldn't be here. I'm, I'm torturing you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's such, a, again, an ongoing practice of you've had your whole life trained one way. And then maybe you read a book or you go to a class or you hear this podcast and you go, oh, my gosh, that's really the truth. I, I needed to make that change. It's going to take a bit. Yeah. You may have had 30, 40, 50 years of training in the opposite direction. Yeah. yeah. But the cool part about it is it is who we are. It's our true self. So. It's not like, oh, it's gone and I can't get it back. It's there. It's just hidden. Yeah. And that's the biggest piece to it. So let's take this another direction because what I'd love to do now is is really go into what I call a proudest partnership moment. And it could be romantic, could be family, could be career, whatever it is. But one of the things I've noticed for myself, Brian, is when I think about a partnership moment that I'm like, oh, I'm really proud of that. I find I can't help but smile when I think about yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm curious, what would you say is one of those for you? I think my proudest moments of partnership are when I've been able to support my partner. Now, whether this is in, yeah, intimate relationship or or business partnership, when I've been able to support my partner in having in, in doing what it is that they feel deeply called to do, even when it seems to run counter to my interests. For me, it, it really, the, the gift of partnership, and I'll make this real with, it, with a few examples, but, but the real gift in, in being in partnership is, is it, it's teaching me to keep my heart open, to be, to be an offering of love in the world, even when it isn't easy. I mean, that to me is, is the highest purpose I could ever serve on this planet is being a 
being an offering of love, whatever that means. I mean, whether that means, you know, supporting uh, uh, an orphanage in India or just being with my intimate partner when she's in pain. I remember, uh, uh, you know, I used to work with music artists and um, I, I was supporting uh, for, for a number of years before I started doing coaching. I, I, I basically helped people build businesses or, or grow their careers, basically take a vision that they had. I worked with music artists. I, I worked with a, a man who uh, wanted to, he, he grew up in the Hollywood uh, industry um, his father was a famous film producer, and he grew up in a lot of privilege, and uh, but also with a lot of addiction, a lot of misery and addiction. Because when you have a lot of money, uh, and kind of everything that you you know, life caters to you to all your your needs. A lot of times, people find that a very empty experience, and and and, addic and addictions take over. Um, and this man experienced that, and so he wanted to create. Uh, he discovered meditation and mindfulness, and he hired me to help him create a, a, a center for mindful education. And so we became partners in that. And I got to support, you know, it was very much in alignment with my vision in the world of, 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 of helping humanity awaken to our true nature, whatever. I mean, that's a whole other podcast we could do. I don't want to go into it, but but to help and help humanity awaken, and I guess I'll just frame it as to help and to help us awaken to to the truth of our heart, to the love that is within all of us, and um, and I remember in that partnership with him, we we worked together for about a year, and we did some amazing things together. We we taught mindfulness to students, uh, to young adults with autism. Um, we taught mindfulness to uh, social workers, uh, helping homeless uh, people. We taught mindfulness to military veterans who were homeless, living down on Skid Row in Los Angeles. We did some really, really good work together, and we were building this partnership, and then he, uh, building this business, and then he had a financial crisis. He was funding the whole thing, and it was, you know, it, after a year, it didn't quite get off the ground, and... And uh, he had something happen to him, um, kind of a Bernie Madoff kind of scheme, you know, where he suddenly ran out of money. You know, that work was my sole source of income at the time. And it wasn't a lot, but it was kind of keeping me going here in L.A. while I f continued to find my way. And, and I'll tell you, the, the, as, as proud as I was of what we were building and, and as, as um as it was kind of a lifeline for me financially at the time, he decided to pull out of that and, and pursue a different direction where, where, which would be less true to, to his heart, to what he wanted to build in the world. But, but it was, it was what he was deeply called to do in that time to you know, help his kids go to college. I mean, <clears throat> to just meet, <clears throat> meet the obligations that he felt were true for him. And I'll tell you, Ken, in that moment, being a good partner to him meant allowing that to all happen, being his friend through it, um, um, allowing him to walk away from what we had been building without making it difficult for him, loving him through it, trusting that everything would be okay. That that was even a pivotal, pivotal moment in my life because when he did that, I decided, well, okay, 
all right, wow, everything that I've been working for for the last year that we've been building towards and starting to generate some income for, that this could be really big, and yet he's going to pull the plug because it's no longer true for him. Wow, well, what does that mean for me? Well, it means that I guess what it's time for me to really be a full-time coach because until then it had just been a hobby. It just been something I'd been building on the side to, to supplement my income and, and, and maybe do it in the future, but all right. So partnership right now means loving this man through his fear and supporting the choice that he's making, even though it's kind of throwing, it's pulling the, in, in one sense, again, and here's another metaphor, it's pulling the rug out from underneath me. There was no damn rug. The rug was just a metaphor. This was, a, he gave me an amazing gift. He freed me to now go and pursue coaching full time, and I it forced me really to throw myself in, and and you know I, I didn't make money at coaching. I, I, there was a you know six months or a year, whatever it was, where now I was like, wow, I really have to do this. I have to be all in if I'm going to make this work. And so you know, being a good partner at that time, like I, it makes me smile internally, Ken, because. To me, true partnership isn't always about getting my way. It's not about it's it's about it's about keeping my heart open, even when the person I'm in partnership is doing something I don't I wouldn't really want them to do, and that I might think is a bad idea, and it might feel like it like like my world is coming undone. But um, I mean that that to me is just ultimate partnership. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I just was thinking, I'm like, boy, if I was somebody listening to this right now, I'd go back and rewind and listen to those last three or four sentences you just said. Yeah. Because we have this idea, I think, in our culture that, you know, successful partnership is success, whatever that looks like, whether it be right. a marriage or, a, you know, yeah. profitable business or whatever, when oftentimes successful partnership is partnering and supporting each other in the unraveling of something. Absolutely. And yes. we forget about that, that that doesn't yeah. mean it's not partnership. It's right. like, hey, I get you've got a different path or whatever's yeah. going on. And that may yeah. not be what I would prefer. But yeah. again, the bigger picture is this is what's best for all in involved. And so that I, I'm so glad you brought that up. And I think, you know, as you're, as you're saying it, what I'm really reflecting on, what I'm really present to is, is that's being in partnership with life. Yeah. That's the ultimate partnership. I mean, people come and go, relationships come and go, business partners come and go. Um, but, but, you know, I'm going to be here until the day I die in partnership with myself and, and life is going to be happening, whatever it looks like. I mean, the, the, the river of life, I'm in it. I'm in it, and I, I love what I love what Abraham Hicks says. You know, uh, she talks about just just point your canoe downstream. Most people most people want to paddle upstream mm -hmm. against against the flow of life because we, we think if we just point the canoe downstream, well, we think that's just lazy. <laughs> yeah, it can't be that easy. It can't be that easy, and this doesn't mean you know being in partnership with life doesn't mean just you know it's such a paradox. I think because it does mean accepting what what happens but it doesn't mean not working to change what i'm experiencing not working to shift to the experiencing not working it does it does not it, it it absolutely means creating my heart's desire
but it but doing so in partnership with what shows up with what is right not being in resistance to what's happening i mean my partner my business partner who was my brother he wasn't even just not literally my brother but we were so you know we we just we were family i mean we, it was a beautiful partnership and he's still one of my favorite people and i think you know being in partnership with life meant okay this man is choosing a path he doesn't i if i can see he doesn't have to choose this that fear is driving his choice but this is the path he's choosing to take himself on and I'm not going to rescue him from this. It's not my job to live his life for him. And yes, it's affecting me. But if I'm going to be in partnership with life, I can really look for the gift in this situation. And even though it felt harrowing at the time and it was sort of, you know, it's like, oh, no, what do I do now? Um, well, okay, what's in front of me? Well, okay, I've been doing this coaching thing on the side for a bit. Let me... Let me just go full on and see what happens. And and that to me is being in partnership with life. And and that is the ultimate partnership. Agreed. Agreed. Well, let me ask you this, because we've been talking a lot about, you know, past experiences and partnership. And I'd love to bring the conversation more into the present. And what if you would just share with us just one partnership hmm. that's really exciting in your life right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, other than my 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 present my my current girlfriend, but I'll, I'll, I'll partner the partnership I'm in with my coach. Um, I've been working with this woman, Katharina. She's been, we've been friends for about seven or eight years, but I've been formally working with her for the last year, and um, and and we're partnering in in taking her her model. It's called Quest, a quest for greatness. Um, uh, and, and her work is essentially about helping people shift from, from living in a mindset of fear to living in a mindset of love. And, and I think a lot of people wouldn't even, wouldn't even acknowledge that they're living in a mindset of fear. Um, and, then, and this is what I've been discovering in my work with her, that, that I have been as adventurous as my life has been and full on. I've been harboring this mindset of fear for, for forever. I mean, even in relationships, I mean, I can tell you just the mindset of fear that yeah, that I can't make my girlfriend happy, or that I'm not enough for her, or that her she's gonna her emotions are gonna overwhelm me, or that you know if I don't have money she won't love me. I mean, all that kind of stuff. That those little subtle mindsets of fear. And so now you know, as I've been working with Katharina for the last year, really doing my work, and even my my girlfriend and I are, are we do couples work with her. She's our coach as a couple as well. Um, the partnership that now as I'm kind of moving through her program and, 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 and kind of graduating from her coach training, I'm now partnering with her to help bring her work uh, into the world to, to offer to other couples and to other coaches who, who, who want to uh, study, you know, this, this, who do the work themselves and then help others shift from that subtle but, but yet pervasive mindset of fear into what would it mean? What does it really look like? I mean, intangible, embodied form to, to, live, to live not from our fear, but, but embodied in love. What does that look like? So that's a partnership that I'm really excited about right now. Yeah, it sounds like you have good cause for that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, Brian, we've arrived at a part of the show I call Bring It All Home. And okay. what this is is where we actually we step away from the stories. And now I'm just going to ask you to provide some, some simple, concrete guidance for our listeners so they can 
take it home in their pockets and, and you know, apply it to their partnerships. Yeah. And where I'd like to start is, what would you say is the best partnership or relationship advice you've ever received from somebody else? The work of, of, of David Data, as I've been studying that deeply, in addition to Alison Armstrong, but, but particularly relevant to David Data and his the work around the, the masculine value of freedom and the feminine value of connection, you know, let, let's, let's throw that in there with the getting beneath the level of the complaint. You know, as, as, in partnership with a, with a more feminine person, if I can realize, if I can really see, get beneath the level of the complaint and realize that, that usually when she's hurting or something's coming up for her, what most often she's telling me is, I don't feel connected with you right now. Whatever shape that may take, again, it may be we haven't spoken for nine hours. It may be, um, you know, I'm, I'm feeling jealous about this other woman, this friend of you, whatever it may look like. If I can really just get beneath that and realize, oh, her feminine value of connection is feeling threatened. And I can just breathe, breathe, right? Breathe into my heart, breathe into my body. Literally, I mean, literally breathe, like take deep breaths and get beneath out of my head and into my own heart and realize, okay, she just needs connection right now. How can I offer her the experience of connection? How can I, and it might mean giving her a hug. As my, as that ex-girlfriend said, I just want you to hold me. Maybe it means just hold, just pulling her close and letting her cry in this moment. Um, maybe it means, um, um, maybe it means words of affirmation, just telling her, baby, I, I understand and I love you and I'm here. I, yeah, I get how that could be hurtful, right? Just from whatever, but getting out of my head and realizing that she just wants to feel connected. And on the, on the, on the, on the reverse of that, again, this is great relationship advice. I use the word advice, but I, you know, I work with couples, I teach them this and it's my practice and my girlfriend and I are in the practice of this, of you know, if you're more feminine and your partner is, is more masculine, their value is freedom. So if you can remind him when you are hurting that he hasn't done anything wrong and you don't want him to necessarily do anything different. And if you do want him to do something different, maybe you're not with the right guy. If you want your partner to change, that's, you know, that's something to look at. And that's, again, maybe for another podcast or another, another conversation, but, but, you know, honoring your partner's right, his value of freedom, you know, giving him feedback, letting him know that what's happening is hard for you and you're struggling with it and it's hurtful, but honoring his value as masculine value of freedom. If you can communicate to him as my girlfriend does to me, you haven't done anything wrong. I don't want you to change and I'm struggling. I mean, that's huge. That's huge. So it's like both of us being able to get beneath the level of the complaint and honor, you know, see that deeper rhythm of, of masculine freedom, feminine connection. And sometimes, again, that's not about man-woman. Sometimes the woman can be in her masculine and, and whereas the man might be more in his feminine. And if he can also honor that I'm not asking you to change, I want you to keep doing what you're doing, I value your, you know, your pursuit, your ambition, your whatever, your free, whatever, but I don't feel connected. I, I, I'm hurting and I want to connect with you more. I mean, just getting at that to that level of awareness can be profound um, and, and, and massively shift the dynamic. Yeah, I, I'm so glad you brought up that distinction of it's masculine and feminine, not man or woman. And yes. Because you just need to be aware of that. Sometimes it isn't yeah. 
a match for the body type, and then you're like, why don't they match? Oh, yes. they're in a more masculine space or more feminine space. Yes. And then interacting with them on that level, which yes. is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So we've mentioned a couple of different folks that you know we both worked with and and mm-hmm. and so on i'm wondering is there a specific book or resource that you found to be really really helpful and that you would recommend to our listeners and why that particular one yeah well uh uh i'm, I'm literally holding in my hand uh keys to the kingdom by Alison armstrong i think that's a fantastic book to help understand the the, the stages um that men evolve through in their lifetime um, I can just give a lot of understanding and awareness to, to, to women and to men. I understood myself by reading that book in ways that I never had before. It was fantastic. Yeah, me too. And then uh, David Data, his book, Intimate Communion. That book uh, just completely opened my eyes. I mean, I started with Way of the Superior Man by David Data, and then Intimate Communion is another book. Most people don't read that one. Most people know Way of the Superior Man, but, but Intimate Communion was just really helped rip open my eyes to the, the 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 masculine and feminine dynamic and just wow just really clarified so much for me and in, in how um the the deeper rhythms of that dance and i really got to understand the partnership aspect of that dance and and kind of helped me get out of my adversarial mindset excellent thank you yeah well i'll, I'll tell you brian normally my my last question for our listeners or for our guests rather is is you know an example of a payoff of partnership of where it's actually played out where you've been able to do something because of the partnership you were in but you've already given us so many amazing Mm. examples i feel like that's a redundant question yeah um what i do want to ask you for though is i mean it's clear to me and i'm sure to all our listeners that you have so much information so much resource to share how would they get in touch with you how can they learn more about what you do yeah, the best is just my website, brianreeves.com. It's B-R-Y-A-N, uh, Brian with a Y, and then Reeves, R-E-E-V-E-S.com. I've got all my blogs there. I mean, millions of people around the world read my blogs every day, and uh, there's a lot of great content there, and, and I have some videos there. And uh, You know, you can find links to my Facebook. I have, I, every day on Facebook, I have a really great discussion going with my community there, and um, and then uh, uh, everything is right there. I have the, the I just released an audio online program called Love, Sex, Relationship, Magic, uh, which also you know, it's ten hours of really great content. A lot of the stuff that's been inspiring me, and I've been waking up to like what we've been talking here, getting beneath the level of the complaint. There's exercises and all kinds of stuff. That's all on my website. That's the one-stop shopping, BrianReeves.com. Thank you for asking, Ken. Oh, you're very welcome. And if anybody's, you know running or listening in the car or whatever and you can't jot that down please know it'll be on the website just go to speakingofpartnership.com put brian's name in the search and you'll come up to his show page and we'll have all the links there so it's really easy for you well brian this has been so much fun for me i mean your stories and everything you share with us just amazing i've certainly learned a ton and and I, i love all the little nuggets of reminders and i'm sure our listeners are just like they're on fire right now thank you so much for joining us today such an honor, Ken. I really appreciate the conversation you're holding, and thank you for asking me to be here. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. 
I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday. So make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.